0: Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hey, hello, hi there, and welcome. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Today, we're talking about being coachable. It is a thing you should aspire for. It is a thing you should want to be. It will make your fitness time more valuable. It will make your fitness more efficient and better, and it will open doors for you. So, what are we talking about? What does being coachable mean? Being coachable means, first of all, being open to Corrections, adjustments, changes, notes. This sounds obvious, but it isn't. As someone who has coached, I don't know how many group classes, I certainly don't know how many individuals, lots of people are not open to this stuff. Sometimes it's a matter of ego. Sometimes it's a matter of trust. Sometimes it's a matter of credibility. Someone doesn't trust the coach or trust the group they're getting it from. They are less likely to be open to this stuff. Sometimes we see it if someone is in a fitness class for the first time. They haven't done this particular kind of fitness or they're in a new location. Their home gym does things this way and this new place does things a slightly different way. And they are really closed off to it. They think it's wrong. They think they know better. They think that someone is doing something incorrect. If you are not open to corrections, adjustments, notes, all of this stuff, you are likely closing yourself off from some really important potential lessons, adaptations, and gains. This isn't saying that every single coach in the world knows what they're talking about. We're well aware that they don't, but many do. Coaches like to coach being coachable also means making an effort to incorporate the suggestions, not just being open to hearing it, to getting the adjustment, to getting the change, but actually trying the thing they suggest. We often see people take the note and then write it off. They understand, but they don't want to do it. They think it's wrong for whatever reason. They have heard something where this is dangerous, or this isn't right, or whatever it is, and they don't want to do it. Being coachable also means asking questions about how to do something better, and this can tie in with the previous thing. If you get a note, you get a correction, it's perfectly reasonable to say, well, why should I do that? I thought X, or Why should I do that? I've always done why. And you should be able to get an answer. If the person coaching you doesn't have an answer, then maybe the correction doesn't mean a whole lot. But hopefully the correction is coming from some sort of education and experience and from someone who is passionate about these things and cares about how you move. They should have an answer why they're asking you to do this. Asking questions also means letting yourself raise your hand and asking for help, whether or not you're sure you need it. We see this sometimes with sort of intermediate fitness people where they're pretty good, they know how to do most of the movements, they've been doing this for a little while, they kind of know things, so they assume that they've gotten everything there is to get out of it. Where almost every movement you can drill down and get really technical and sometimes find things they've never found before. I have absolutely opened people's eyes about elements of their back squat when they've been squatting for more than a decade. It doesn't mean that they wasted 10 years of squatting. It's just we found another small way of making it better. We found another way of turning the volume up. We found another way of squeezing a little more juice out of this movement, out of this rep, out of this range of motion. Being coachable also means communicating when something feels good or feels bad or hurts. Super helpful. Especially with online coaching, this is huge. If Someone is doing a movement, I assign a movement to someone, and they give me the sets and reps, that's fine. I know what happened, I know what happened at the weight we were going for, great, good, grand, fine, moving forward. If they do it and they say, wow, this feels great, I really felt it, where you said I was supposed to feel it, I, you know, I felt it in my legs, I felt it in my triceps, I felt it in my back, whatever we're talking about, whatever we were going for, we know we found an exercise that is particularly useful for this individual, Because not everyone responds that way to every single movement. On the same tip, if there's a movement that works for most people and someone does it and they say, man, this feels really awkward or my elbow hurts when I do this or the equipment I have is a little different than the equipment you showed in the video and it feels like I can't quite get the range of motion we're supposed to get, that's really important to know. Because now we'll make an adjustment, maybe we'll change the exercise, maybe we'll adjust how we're doing that particular exercise, maybe we can use the new equipment or the new range of motion and still chase the same stimulus, but in a different pattern or in a different path. Being coachable means communicating your goals and your feelings and your stumbling blocks. If you are not clear about your goals, the coach can't help you. And if you are clear, you'd be surprised at how they can help you. We make adjustments, I work full-time at a gym coaching group classes. I make adjustments for people all the time based on their goals. I know this person really wants to work on pull-ups, so once or twice a week, if they're not already in the workout, we're gonna put pull-ups in their workout or in their strength work or in their recovery work. We're gonna put them in somewhere because I know that's their specific goal. If they hadn't told me, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't do it. Now that I know, as a coach, I can make an adjustment. I can be more efficient with their time, squeeze more out of this. If something feels great, let them know. If you feel like you've plateaued, if you feel like things aren't working, if you feel like you should be further along than you are, that's also a thing to communicate. It isn't a personal attack to tell a coach that I've been doing your program for 10 weeks and it seems like I haven't gotten any stronger. You said I was going to get stronger. What's going on? That is a criticism of the program, not a personal attack. They shouldn't take it personally. If they do, I suggest possibly getting another coach because that's a super bad news red flag. But it's a really important thing to communicate because maybe you're looking at different numbers. Maybe you're looking at a different time frame. Maybe your coach is looking at the first 10 weeks as just volume accrual and they're looking at you peaking 12 weeks from now. You weren't communicating about your goals, both of you, either of you, We're not communicating efficiently and now you can dial in and say oh well i was really hoping for gains a little faster what can we do when can we test i'd like to work on shorter time frames i'd like to work on shorter cycles super useful being coachable also means recognizing not everyone has your goals we talk about this a lot because it's really important don't assume that everyone is chasing the same thing you are Don't assume that your version of in shape, your version of feeling better, your version of feeling and looking healthy and strong is the same as everyone else's because it's almost definitely not. So communicating what it is that you want, what it is you're after, what it is that satisfies you, what your fitness language is, is really important. So that's what being coachable is. Now why? Why should you be coachable? Well, the first reason is to squeeze all the juice out of the coach. There's someone there either standing in front of you or on the other side of the internet tube that you ostensibly are paying for their time and expertise and usefulness and programming and running the workout, et cetera, et cetera. You should squeeze everything you can out of it. This doesn't mean being a pain in the butt and asking 27 questions during a group class which there may be a time for, there may be a spot for, but we're not talking about interrupting them every third word, we are talking about asking good questions, trying to get more out of it, because they probably have something to say about it. Coaches like to coach, and if you're paying for the time, if you're paying for the session, if you're paying for the program, whatever it is, shouldn't you get all there is to get out of it? I love it when people ask questions. First of all, it shows they're engaged, it shows they're interested, It teaches me a lot about the person. It's always interesting when we have someone who comes and is basically undertrained, hasn't done a lot of fitness before, that sort of thing. And three or four weeks in, they start asking really specific questions. Hey, should I be doing sumo deadlifts instead of conventional deadlifts? Uh, Do you think I should buy some grips? Hey, um, the gym I'm working out at has a football bar. I was thinking about doing my bench press with a football bar instead of a standard barbell. What do you think about that? Now, these are all good questions in and of their own, but it also shows me that these people are chasing down education. They're watching videos, they're reading articles, they're reading blogs, they're listening to podcasts, they're interested, they are motivated, and maybe they're ready for even more education. You don't want to overwhelm someone, certainly at the beginning, but if someone is asking me questions about sumo deadlift and conventional, we can have the conversation about it, and maybe that's a good reason to try it out. They're interested, they've seen this stuff, they heard someone say that it's good, bad, whatever, maybe we can start experimenting there. New revelations are everywhere. A coach probably has something to offer you. Even if you think that they know less than you do, even if they've been doing it for not as much time as you have, even if you don't love their certifications or where they came from or the exact kind of workout that they usually do, or you think that their Instagram stream is garbage or egocentric or whatever it is. This person likely has something to offer you and teach you. If you give them the chance, also, you wouldn't be there if everything was perfect. If everything is perfect and 100%, then you're done. You've reached the end of the line. No more reason to do these things. You certainly don't need to go to the gym or go to classes or do any of these other things. You're there because something isn't perfect and it's never gonna be perfect. The dirty secret is there isn't a finish line. Every goal just leads to another goal, but you're there to get something done. You're there because there's a problem that needs solving. Let the professional help you solve it. We run into, in terms of being coachable, the super smart, super educated fitness consumer is a tough nut to crack. This is someone who knows everything, who owns all the gear, who's listened to all the podcasts, who's read all the articles, and they're so smart. These people do not like to learn. What do I mean? I mean that a lot of times these people have sort of decided their fitness niche. They've decided the three, four, five people they really trust. They've sort of taken subject matter experts or influencers or professionals and put them on a pedestal. And everyone else is a dummy. I heard this coach on this podcast, say that you should eat six times a day because it actually fires your metabolism up and it's much more efficient. And this other coach is saying that well, actually timing doesn't work that way. You should just build it around your workout and see how your life works. What a dummy, because my guru zealot super, whatever fitness dude said this thing, and everyone else is dumb. You don't know what you don't know, and you often don't realize that. Some people, and you see this with real experts, people who really know what they're talking about, understand what they don't know. They're really good at understanding that there's broad swaths of the subject that they are experts in. Areas around the subject that they make their living at that they are not experts in. That there's way more they can mine out of that stuff knowledge-wise, and they're ready to listen to other people talk about it. There are so many ways to the finish line. If you are a super educated fitness consumer, you should stop assuming everything. You should stop assuming you know the best way to do something. You should stop assuming that the way you've been doing things for the past 10 years is automatically the best way. Let the person make an adjustment. Just because you've been squatting this way for 10 years and you love it and it's comfortable, if someone walks over to you and says, hey, I want you to move your hands out a little bit and uh, pull that bar down into your back a little bit more. I want a better connection. If your first reaction is, Ugh, that's stupid. That's not how I squat. I'm telling you you're missing out. You should try it. What if there's another 1% hiding in there? What if that mind-muscle connection gets even stronger? What if that turns your lats on, which improves your neutral spine, which improves your verticality, which improves the torque you can press against the ground, and suddenly your 80% feels like 70%. That's really exciting. The super-educated fitness consumer also comes in the form of People who see something and just immediately criticize it, whether it's a movement or a movement style or a kind of working out or a particular cue, a particular exercise, whatever it is, and just automatically turn it off. That's wrong. That's stupid. The internet is full of this stuff. Anyone who makes YouTube videos about gym fails, making fun of people doing certain movements, you're bad people. Stop doing it. You're absolutely monstrous. We do not make fun of people for moving. Those people are really not open to getting more. They're sure that the one way they've been taught or the one way that they're moving is the way everyone should move. And it doesn't work for many reasons, but partly because, as we said before, your goals aren't everyone's goals. You don't know why people are working out. You don't know why people are doing a certain exercise. Don't criticize it. Ask why. Maybe there's a jewel hidden in there that you can use that can make your thing even a little better. Another reason to be coachable. Coaches like to coach. We said this before. Almost every coach likes to coach. There's a reason they do it dirty secret. It's not to get rich. They like helping people. They like spreading the wealth. They like educating themselves. They are full of knowledge. They've seen 1000s and 1000s and 1000s and 1000s of reps in real life in real time. They have good eyes. Let them coach you, you will get more being coachable, you will get more out of every minute of fitness, you will get more out of every minute of every session with a trainer, if you let them fix you and let them change you and let them adjust what they see. Is it always going to be 100%? No, our trainers going to do dumb things that are not advisable? Yes. If they do something and you're like, this is awkward, this hurts, I don't like it, it doesn't feel good. And they don't respond appropriately to that then this coach isn't really coaching. Or they're certainly not coaching you in a way that is optimal for you. Now you can say, oh, well, I was open. I tried, but this isn't working for me. I need some help. Most coaches with that feedback will try and help. Oh, okay, well, this works for 80% of the people I work with. That cue is really helpful. It didn't help you, so let's try this other way, whether it's way A, way B, or way C. There's many ways to the finish line. If you push back against a coach, if someone tries to coach you and you shrug it off or ignore them or say how this is the way you always do it and it feels good, don't expect heroic measures. As a coach, if someone does that to me once or twice, I may stop trying to fix the thing. If it's not a safety concern. If you're doing something unsafe, I'm gonna stop you from doing something unsafe. But if you are doing something that's a little inefficient and a little suboptimal, and I try and help you, and you say, ah, well, this is the way I like doing it. I might try and help one more time. Hey, I understand that this is what feels comfortable, but I think I have a way that can make this even better and even stronger, and you can get a lot more out of this movement, let's say, and you ignore that, I'm probably going to stop trying. Other people need my attention. Other people are open to it. You have turned your nose up at it. I am not going to bend myself into a pretzel trying to help you. It's a waste of everyone's time so you have denied the gift I offered, that's okay. Someone else will take it. Solutions may exist that you're shutting out. You're in a gym, you're working out, you're pursuing fitness because there's at least one problem you're trying to solve. Solutions might exist you haven't even considered yet if you're not open to being coachable. Professionals are passionate. They also value their time and energy. So you need to be open to this stuff in order to get things out of it. And to be clear, being coachable, applies to every aspect of fitness. It certainly applies to group classes. It certainly applies to one-on-one. It definitely applies to online coaching. Whether it's one-on-one like we do at Feel Strong or even big template programs, huge group template programs, if you're open to being coachable, you can get a lot out of it. Big lots of big template programs have Facebook groups where people ask questions and sometimes the coaches head coaches people running the program will chime in and answer it sometimes the group will answer it and you may have really smart people in that group if you're open to being coached by the mass by the people who have lots of experience with this stuff you can get a lot out of it I have gotten incredible value out of online fitness forums people talking about a certain workout or a certain movement or a certain modality. And someone in the group has a little more experience or a different experience or found a way to solve a problem. The internet is full of this stuff. And if you're open to it, it can be really useful. I cannot encourage you enough be coachable. It is one of the best compliments a coach can give a member behind their back. If, two coaches are talking about a client, a lot of times there's a lot of shorthand, especially if these people have worked together, we understand what we're talking about, the kind of person we're talking about, movement limitations, schedule, the kind of person they are, how they communicate. If someone says, but they're really coachable, boy, that's a compliment. You know that the person is going to be a good time to coach. You know that they're open to it. You know that they are ready to work. You know they're motivated. It is one of the nicest things we say about people. If we say you're not very coachable, it's not a death sentence, but it means we are already recognizing they're probably not going to get everything they can out of this program, this workout, this gym, whatever it is. They are someone who is not open to fixing this stuff, who is not open to what we have to offer. We can try and adjust. We can try and say something once or twice, but as long as they're being safe, We will get what we can out of them. But if you are not coachable, I'm telling you, you're leaving money on the table. It's there for you to take. You just have to be open to it. Like so much of this stuff, being open to it, being ready, being able and prepared to communicate about these things can make it so much more valuable. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. Review us on Apple podcast that helps a lot five stars write a couple of words. That's super helpful. You can even share it through Apple podcast. Now, uh, just zap podcasts up to random people, whoever your best friends are or enemies. If you don't like this stuff, maybe you can attack people with the podcast. I don't know, share it. We really appreciate it already being shared. It's a big deal. The downloads have gone through the roof and we really appreciate it. I love doing this for y'all. Let us know if you like this tactical high-minded stuff or the sort of more how-to step-by-step fitness things we're kind of going back and forth right now doing both we have a lot to say but we want to say it to you you're the person we're talking to so let me know what you think i'm justin mcclintock feel strong thank you everyone so much for listening Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Five stars there makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again and feel strong.